Yeah, to trigger the uh, atheists, the answer is religion. Um, so we'll, <laughs> well, well, there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome. Before we get into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to Basically Related Podcast and leave a five-star review. You can find us on YouTube as well and subscribe there. Remember to hit the notification bell so you'll know when we drop new content. Also, you can sign up for our monthly AMA episodes at basicallyrelated.com and ask a question at basicallyrelated.com backslash AMA. We answer all your questions in a monthly episode and deliver to members only. Uh, we actually just recorded one a couple weeks ago um, and released it to our members. So Elon Musk bought Twitter. Yes, he did. That's, um, that, that was one of the big news stories uh, and caused quite uh, a, a hurricane of anger, opinions, excitement, yeah. hopes, Parties, yeah. <laughs> you know, hopes, fears, dreams, all, all, all that was going on. Um, yeah, so... Any any ideas about that? Any thoughts? Any commentary? I've been thinking, I've been like just hearing news from the left and right about it and just kind of wondering whether it's actually going to be a solution or not yeah. to, you know, just a lot of problems like the parallel economy. Like a lot of people are touting that as um, a good solution to fight against the left is like, well, you know, we need other ways to run credit card systems and other social media platforms. But it's like, I mean, that just kind of leads to the same echo chamber problem. Then Elon comes and buys Twitter. It, what's going to stop the left from then doing what we've been saying we're going to do? Is leaving. Yeah. 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 Right. So, so it's, it's just kind of like, how do you stop the, the constant split and the constant echo chambering? Um, even Twitter itself is going to still have the feature to, uh, to block people to mute people so it's like you're going to basically curate your own world right i don't know if this like solves anything culturally other than you know obviously top-down censorship yeah i think part of the hope uh with elon uh acquiring twitter is that most people or a great majority uh, a lot of people at least <laughs> uh still value uh free speech and and that we can you know, despite our differing opinions, we can at least fall back on a foundation that, well, you know, all of us should be heard out in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully through conversation, we can come to practical solutions. Uh, I remember a couple of months ago, was it a few a few months ago now, when he first announced that he was mm -hmm. acquiring Twitter for $44 billion, um, there was a big, uh, a big uproar in not only him acquiring Twitter, but also the amount of money that was being spent. Right. And I remember reading a couple of articles saying like, you know what else you can do with $44 billion? Like, mm -hmm. you know, feed a country or, you know, do this or do that. And I think in Elon's mind, this is actually benefiting our country. This is, you know, while it's not um, with food or another material um, good, uh, you know, these solutions that you can gain through freedom of speech in his mind, at least. And I, and I think I tend to agree with him. We can hash it out more. Um, but if you allow for uh, free speech, then that is going to, again, entail practical solutions, hopefully, which will then benefit our society in other ways and just being allowed to talk to one another. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. even, even solutions to um, poverty, uh, you know, destitution, um, hunger, all these things come out through conversation. Mm -hmm. And so at the very least, you know, having a um, public space in which we can actually discuss these ideals and these solutions, in my mind, seems to be a good. I mean, what do you want Elon Musk to do? Yes, he could have fed, you know, a country with that money. Mm -hmm. He could have bought a super yacht, you know, yeah. like Jeff Bezos' right. super yacht, you yeah. know. Um, but in, in, I think this is a good move for the progression and the well-being of a country um, to allow more right. free speech. So those are some initial thoughts. Yeah. yeah, I think he had a tweet or a statement about his purchase of, of Twitter talking about that this is for the good of civilization. Yeah, like, I love humanity. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, this is for the good of civilization, humanity, that if this is really going to be 
uh, uh, the market square. What, what do you say? The, yeah, like yeah. the town square, the public or, square, public square yeah. Yeah. that we exchange these ideas. Um, it can't be heavily moderated right. to one side. Otherwise, that this is going to aim humanity and, and civilization in a direction of destruction. Right. And, and not flourishing. Yeah. So, yeah, his, his aim was f for the betterment of people. Right. Um, and not just a selfish, like, well, I, I want to now have the say. I want to be the king of Twitter. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I want to be the king of Twitter. It was actually, no, we need to have this free exchange of ideas um, to develop our minds, to have bring back public discourse. Um, but it, it does, it certainly does speak to a, a larger cultural problem. I think you mentioned at the beginning, Matt, um, just about the nature of discourse, of truth, mm -hmm. truth seeking. Right. Truth recognition, um, yeah. all all these things, and I, I think they come out on these platforms, <laughs> or, or these issues are yeah. revealed on these platforms. Yeah. If you have the right eye, I know that the left is concerned that Twitter will become just another 4chan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it will just it'll just be <laughs> mm -hmm. a mess. A mess. You know, some of the most obscene images you'll ever see in your life, and yep. obscene posts, and and everything else, and that is. The danger mm -hmm. and the high possibility the, yeah right yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. it's it's a high possibility when you just kind of let things go and yeah. let them go to their natural ends they're going to tend towards corruption and mm -hmm. decay yeah but what I, was I, the alternative that's, right that's the question yeah. right mm -hmm. yeah i i do wonder if elon has sometimes it seems like he has a pessimistic view of humanity mm. it's like or well, I, I, I don't know if it's pessimistic because he was talking about how we don't have enough children. And, yeah. And, and right. I don't know if that's pessimistic or just real. Right. Um, but it seems like sometimes he, sometimes he also has an idealistic view mm. of, of the hopes for humanity. Right. It's like if we get free speech on here, it won't turn into or it won't turn into 4chan. Yeah. But, right, right, right. Um, yeah. That's – and this gets to the bigger issue at large outside of Twitter. It's like is free speech – fundamental to getting at truth mm -hmm. right and it, it's a complicated issue because if you allow people you allow people to spread false information lies you know a lot of people are not going to take the time to research you know what's being said they take it at face value and say oh look this this mm -hmm. this is what is being told to me through this authenticated publisher i'm gonna believe it like that that's actually that's that's wrong <laughs> that's wrong yeah. right to publish that on that publisher's you know level um right. like uh, from that perspective they're doing a wrong now yes um you i think we were talking about this topic a little bit before and and you and matt mentioned that thomas soul said the the solution would be just more free speech to combat the wrongdoings, yeah. right? The or, right. or the lies. Yeah. Well, he says specifically. He says the basic question is not what is best, but who shall decide what is best. Yeah. Right. So it's not like like we are like you are right in saying like spreading lies is wrong, but who decides that that's wrong? Well, that's yeah exactly you know? yeah yeah yeah. And so it's a tough question. Yeah, it it is a tough question because especially when you have so many. Like right now, if you just um, allowed everyone to just speak their minds about a specific issue, mm -hmm. I would guess as our culture stands right now, there might be more lies than truth. <laughs> mm. um, and so, you know, is it a matter of just like, well, seven trusted, trusted, quote unquote, trusted publishers say this one thing, but two, you know, relatively right. small publishers say this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to side with the one that like the majority, right. you know, right. the trusted publisher. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as we know, like just because it's the New York Times, right, right. <laughs> you know, like the, you know, the, their authority doesn't right. mean much anymore. Um, even the New York Times has to be fact checked in a sense. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, yeah, you're getting to a cultural issue that like is really a problem when you start to lose the foundation of what the culture was built on. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're really... I mean, you're talking about a democracy. It's like, what if there's six publishers and then two publishers? Do we just go with majority of what they're saying? Or do yeah. we, how do we yeah. fact check this? How do we verify this? What authority do we look to outside of the government? So it's like, 
uh, from a government perspective, who decides what's best? It's an easy answer, not the government. Like that. Like let's just yeah, let's start like, there. Mm-hmm. But then what? You know, like the whole freedom is freedom for something. It's yeah. not a good un- unto itself. It's like so. Well, then then what are we moving towards? And what what do we look up to that is an authority onto us other than the government? And that's well, what you're talking about: separation of church you want and state to, and right, sure, all of that, that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and it gets into a larger issue than just free speech. Then it gets yeah. to church and mm-hmm. religion and government. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think even when we say like not the government, could we even dissect that even further and say, well, at least not federal government, but maybe local governments can have some power in deciding, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's allowed in their town. Yeah, this is like right? the, um, the whole subsidiarity yeah, principle. Subsidiarity and like yeah. trans story hour and libraries is like, is that allowed? Is yeah. that not allowed? It's like, depends on like, does the town of Huntersville want to do it or not? Like, yeah. Uh, and so I, I think, you know, I, I, w- I would say at the very least, um, you know, the town of, yeah, a, a small town can decide what they want to do in, uh, um, what they want to do in their library yeah. more so than the federal government telling that town what to do in their library. You know, I mean, you do see that on the right. This is like a question. I, I don't actually know the answer to this. It's like you see the, the right pushing for banning books, you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, on, like obviously this like corruption that's going on under the schools and this gender ideology stuff, like this book cannot be here. Yeah. Is is that the same thing as banning Adam, cat in a hat? Yeah, you remember exactly. like yeah, a, yeah. a year so, ago? Like what is issue? the difference there? I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> That's tough because that that is the, the left's response. So hey, we're yeah. not banning books. Yeah. You know, the only one side is banning books. Right. It's like, well, but the nature of those books are ones that are very inappropriate yeah. for the age group that mm-hmm. you're you're targeting. Yeah. Um But then who like who decides that? But like you consider that inappropriate, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But the person obviously who yeah. put it in there doesn't consider right. it inappropriate. And yeah. so if if we're gonna say like, oh yeah, like um, the Catholic Church is the one true church founded by Christ, people can be like, well, that's inappropriate. <laughs> you know, don't yeah, have yeah, a book sure. about yeah, the yeah. history of yeah. Christianity. And then it's, you know? it gets flaky too when you're talking about kids because it's like I don't know if the right would really be up in arms about those books existing on the whole. It's like, these are yeah, adult right. books. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, more okay, about whatever. That. That's yeah. messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have my views on that, but that's fine. Like, you're an adult. Yeah. So it's like, we now as a culture have this arbitrary line of age of consent. I think it should be there. But what's to stop that from then being questioned? Which is right. like, you're already right. seeing that right. coming through. So it's like, all the cultural foundations of even these types of principles are starting to crumble. And it's like, yeah, what? Yeah. It's really, <laughs> yeah. It's really the, the right. breakdown of a unified shared vision. Yeah, right. Which mm-hmm. is which is mm-hmm. we've talked about yeah. before is trying to make a comeback because before we all kind of agreed that this is these are roughly the principles by which Americans should live. Right. You know, roughly Judeo-Christian. Mm-hmm. And and this is this is the framework, this is the the lens through which we see life. And the reason why some people say these books are bad is that it does not accord with that vision. Mm-hmm. And a vision that a lot of people share, quite frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we have many visions, and there's there's no there's no one vision. Everybody right. has their own, and, and everyone has their own uh, way that they can interpret uh, what what what's inappropriate and appropriate for mm-hmm. children. And now I think that that crumbles, and you also get the crumbling of truth, right, along with it. And I, I, I it, it seems like no. It, it, I, I guess I don't know how to I don't know how we get out of this. Is <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to say. Like I don't, no, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. how because right. you know you can't just say well now everyone just get on board with one vision. Yeah, that's just not right, going right. to happen. Right, and then the question again becomes who decides what the vision is? Yeah, right. Is this a top down thing? I'm not sure we're at the point where that's even like a good idea. Like it's definitely not a good idea from the government. You know, like we shouldn't have this reversed course from the top yeah. down. But it is going to be some sort of ground up, some sort of bottom up, like this whole Peterson Peugeot thing of like art and culture. Yeah, like exactly. Feeding it's, up. It's going to yeah. have to reestablish yeah. from the ground up, but yeah. definitely not government. You know, like this is where Elon is stepping and being like, "Hey, yeah." I mean, you guys saw that that like news break that came out recently where like uh, the government is like in cahoots with Twitter and Facebook, and they have like a back end where they can submit. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. things for yeah. takedown. It's like that's crazy. Yeah, like, that, yeah. that definitely should not be a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's like let's start there. We'll debate on how free speech is enacted outside of having the government 
touch yeah. it at all. But so the the whole point of free speech is to get at truth. Like yeah. that's the principle is to get at truth. When you have a a um you know unbridled free speech platform like Twitter is now yeah. going to be mm-hmm. Can we trust the people to discern for themselves? Like, okay, one person saying this, now another person is presenting these arguments against that, and then the counter argument to that. Like, could you actually? Could we trust people to say, like, okay, this this is a fallacy? Um, you know, this person's saying this, but that has no bearing on that, um, and yeah. like logically parse out the pieces. That's that takes a lot of discipline. A lot of For intellectual sure. discipline yeah. that I don't think that culturally we are at right yeah, now. Right. Maybe in the Middle Ages when you know <laughs> everyone was you know a Renaissance man uh-huh. and could like you know um, write a treatise on math, yeah, literature, yeah. Right. history, you know politics and philosophy, theology. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like now, yeah, I, more most people like f- think with their heart more than their yeah. minds. Yeah, and so I I don't think like. Is free speech even like applicable mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. to getting at truth nowadays? Yeah. Um, I, I mean that's a, it's a dark you know that's a dark picture of yeah. where we're at, but at the same time I don't think it's too far from the truth. Um, yeah. Again, like I'm, I, th- I feel like we're just acknowledging problems, mm-hmm. and like you said, like I don't know what the solution is. Um, it, it seems like we can dr- draw some like um, broad, you know, paint some broad um, strokes and say. No, the government should not be controlling speech. Yeah, obviously, we definitely start um, there. We can start with you know um, uh, having public discourse, like spaces right. for public discourse. Yeah, but then when like when we start to really think about it, like all these issues of like yeah. you know the cult, like the culture's mind is not disciplined to mm-hmm. think well. Um, you know, you have a majority of publishers, perhaps sp- spreading mm-hmm. lies. It gets really complicated. Yeah, um, truth is already in such a fragile situation that these recent um revelations about what the government was doing with twitter and and such like that really does not help because part of truth can be you know testimony Mm -hmm. you know or authority you know that you um you don't always have to read everything skeptically you know it's like oh you know my friend told me this and i trust my friend and so yeah i believe what he's saying is true i don't i haven't verified it Mm -hmm. you know empirically but you know, I, I or I read this article. It seems true, but now, certainly since COVID, and now all these yeah. recent revelations, it's mm-hmm. like, well, now people who are skeptical really don't yeah. trust what they're reading. Right, right. Yeah. Even yeah. more so because before maybe you could you could read an article mm-hmm. and kind of say, oh yeah, no, this is pretty right. objective. But now I just don't think that's true. Yeah. And people, as you were saying, father, they just really. Who has the time <laughs> to fact check everything they read? Yeah, right. all the time. It's right. you know, um, not everyone's an expert in these various fields. Yeah, very complicated fields mm-hmm. of medicine or uh, international policy or whatever it yeah. is. So they can't even go to an article and read in a, and trust that what they're reading is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. So people aren't trained to really think uh, logically or rationally mm-hmm. or uh, be truth seekers. And on top of that, what they're reading, they don't even trust. Right. Yeah. 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 It's really just that, yeah. cor- that like just crumbling of the institutions, like trust in the institutions. Because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I hear the call for like taking down these institutions. Like a lot of them right. are just like so corrupt that they just need to be, you know, raised to the ground and then built back up. But you do need something. Like there does need to be a hierarchy of kind of information or like sources you trust like, you know, it's like, whatever. It's like, I, I look at right, yeah. the New York Times. Is it because I trust that as a, as a good news source? It's like, well, okay, now it's it's been compromised. So we're de- going to destroy it. But And then what? Just mm-hmm. news is going to be whoever's tweet you see first? Yeah. Or like, is there eventually going to be another institution that comes up and establishes trust? And then you can actually have a functioning society where like you start to move. Peterson talks about this all the time, about how trust is really the, the primary economic value. Of a mm. of a country on whether they trust each other because that's that's where you get everything like the speech the economy like there's just like an inherent yeah. like I'm going to take your word for this because of a pre-established you know Condition. record or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's gone so I, I yeah again I don't know where it builds up yeah I, I you remember when um a little after the pandemic I guess in, within the last year or so where posts were 
pop up and you would get a little tag, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube saying like, this information yeah. is not credible. That's still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Well, it's really funny because I think like people, like the, I, I think a majority of the people would read that and not even trust that label. Yeah. Right. So you're even questioning like the authority that's saying that that's not true. Right. I feel like the, the, like the precondition to approaching, um, facts nowadays is like you just inherently mistrust it at first yeah and that's just it's just right. dangerous and the, the the problem with that becomes well now you become the arbiter of what's true and what's not true right uh, and so even you know um truths and lies that are being pushed into your face face is just like how can i trust anything i'll just decide what's true and you right. can kind of just cherry pick right. um pieces of information yeah. and it's just yeah this is one of those things know. that I feel like is really a call for leadership in that like this is really institution builders have to consider this as to how they're going how they're going to run these institutions whether they're going to be trustworthy or not. I'm reminded of like Lord of the Rings in that that's kind of the whole primary message is like when you have power you have to destroy it. <laughs> you know, there's a sense in which you don't actually have absolute power if you use like the ring as like suspress uh, Suppress. Suppressing, thank you. Suppressing speech, let's just say, as an analogy. That's not what Tolkien intended. But then you have Boromir. It's like, wait, Mm -hmm. we can use this. Right. And then there's this debate about it. And it's like, well, what do you do about absolute power, the ability to quell speech or whatever? It's like, no, no, that's gone. Right. Destroy it. But the last book is titled The Return of the King. Right. So like, it's not like Tolkien's like anti-authority or anti-hierarchy or anti-institution. It's like the right one that is willing to... um, self-sacrifice its power to the people. Yeah. And that has to be built all the way down to like publishers to governments. Yeah. And that's what actually built American society. And now that's gone. Yeah. So it's like, well, w- the, the way back is not to top down fix all of that is to like, we're going to have to revive it from the bottom up. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Right. And I mean, in yeah. the Lord of the Rings analogy, um, if Gondor were, Gondor were to use the ring against Mordor, they would just become another Mordor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, and you even see that in the book, is that, like, you know, Mordor was actually, specific places in Mordor were actually parts of Gondor mm-hmm. um, before it was uh, corrupted mm-hmm. by evil. So, right. yeah, uh, it's it's a tricky situation. And, and again, it sounds like we're presenting more problems than solutions, but I think that that's the nature of the beast. Yeah, it's sense. definitely multifaceted um, in that, like, it's, you know, government, don't, sus- don't, like quell speech, mm-hmm. like freedom of speech there. Yeah. How do you fix a culture problem? That's not a government issue. And then like individual publishers and, you know, all those things are like multifaceted to this one conglomerate of the culture of America, yeah. but they're definitely not going to be solved through one institution or yeah. the other, you know? Yeah. And I, um, you know, and, and in our call for wanting an institution that we can trust, institutions are inherently well, I don't want to say inherently corrupt. They tend towards corruption. People yeah. tend mm-hmm. towards uh, mm-hmm. abusing their power. Right. Um, even in the church. Uh, yeah. You know, and, sure. and that's actually the scandal of the church is that, mm-hmm. yeah. right. you know, the, the church run is run by humans. By sinners. Yeah. You know, if you want mm-hmm. to be more particular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we said in a few episodes ago, um, one of the greatest truths that you can know is people suck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that applies to even people in the church. Right. You know, um, deacons, priests, bishops, yep. cardinals, mm-hmm. even the pope mm-hmm. is a sinner. And so, while you have an institution that you can trust, you like you can't. Like, that's your instinct is that you want to trust these institutions, like a child trusts his mother. Mm-hmm. But, like, can we trust the individuals? Right. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and this is why um, even Dante um, called for the separation of church and state, mm. um, and, and that was one of the, I think that was one of the reasons that led him to be. Um, yeah. Uh, like, exiled, uh, exiled um, yeah. from Florence mm. um, to Ravenna, but um, and he was yeah he was kind of a uh, progressive thinker mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time, um, and his political work was it the Convivio I think it was do you, do you remember uh, I can't remember the title of his political mm. work um, I should know but um, anyway uh, because he he understood it that like if, if people in the church who are supposed to be concerned for the spiritual well being get caught up in material yeah. problems. That that that's never a good mix. Mm. Um, you start getting corruption with money and power, right, and the right. church is not focused as it should be on the salvation of souls. Right. Um, 
Yeah, that's really interesting. So, but but the thing is, like, it's not like yes, like he puts up a good argument, and and maybe I would agree with him. I, I haven't really thought about it hard enough, but at the same time, like when you talk about spiritual well-being, like man is not split that easily. <laughs> right yeah um that like his spiritual well-being also has Im- like material implications mm-hmm. right um so again even there yeah. it's it's i do feel like there is a little bit of a like chaos order thing coming out of that mm-hmm. of being or even a masculine feminine of like should you is should there be a separation between masculine and feminine yes like a distinct a distinction between the two should they communicate and try to be one of course you know yeah. of course yeah like that's the whole point is that one feeds into the other and there becomes this communication with that. I feel like that's what people misunderstand is like separation of church and state means that like there's no say whatsoever. It's like there should definitely be a communication between yeah. the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Distinct, not separate. Is, yeah. Is, is, right, is right. what I've yeah. is how I've heard it. Um, well, because if you take the institution, it's like what is that image of like the tree that has the um, the roots being like torn out and revivified by the snakes is it like it's it's the idea of like chaos and order of like the order of the trees but then then the roots get revived mm-hmm. like you need that chaos underneath in order to it's like burning the dead wood like yeah, that essentially kind of, that's yeah. essentially what yeah. it is yep um so like if you just have the order of the institution it becomes crystallized and corrupt but you need something to revivify it and that's where that kind of chaos comes in so it's like the the you know what's gonna solve corrupt Corruption and institutions is going to be more speech, but that's a little chaotic, and the, yes. but that's really what's going to revivify this institution from staying healthy and alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to think about it. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but again, like you know, there's lots of implications there. Yeah. Um, you can't just be like, "Hey, Joe Biden, you know that tree? Like, <laughs> that's really gonna right. help." <laughs> yeah. Corn pop. Yeah. <laughs> Corn pop had a tree. Corn pop had a tree. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you were talking about losing focus. Uh, with the church and everything like that. I think that's part of the federal government right now. It's just mm. like, it's so, so big yeah, and involved in so many things. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if it's really focused on what it should be focused on. Right. And so, yeah. you know, it's like this mm-hmm. whole, like getting involved in misinformation mm-hmm. and disinformation yep. and all these other, like, uh, arresting parents at school boards. Like, yeah, what the hell? Well, exactly. <laughs> right. You know, like what's going on? Yeah. School boards, like that yeah. should be your, your local government. Yeah. Yeah. All, all this stuff. And I, I think they've lost that focus. Yeah. yeah for what, sure. Or why they're here and what they're supposed to be doing. Well, and, and just America is just such a, like, geographically a, a massive country. Yeah, that is and true. And that, like, people living in Montana live very differently than people living yeah. in Boston, you know? Um, yeah. And so how does, like, one, like, how does the federal government deal with, like the thriving of people in Montana versus right. like Boston. Yeah. And, Very know. lightly is the answer. Yeah, you know, right. Like, we'll yeah. just make sure China doesn't launch a missile into either state. Yeah. And that's about it. Like, <laughs> right. And then you guys just figure your shit out. <laughs> right, yourself. right. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just like, just let the states and local government yeah. figure yeah. some of this up. Some of the stuff and, out. And it's a very like subsidiarity um, yeah, for sure. principle um, at work there. But it is the idea of like constant, like the higher power is giving its power over to a lower power, which then gives its power to a lower power. And like ultimately yeah. it's like the local uh, government recognizes the personhood of an individual. Yeah, and that's like right, the right, final. Right. And then the family is like, when we say the family is the core unit of societies, because that's where all that comes back to. Yeah. And it's like the parents make the decision about the kids and that's where it ends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, um, and I th- like going back to what you were saying that like, you know, we lost a kind of foundation on which we can even have free speech or, mm-hmm. um, you know, have a communication of these ideas. I think that that, that needs to be at the core uh, of everyone's um, hierarchy of values is mm-hmm. the inherent dignity of the human person. Right. Once you can have that, then there, there might be a, some semblance of, yeah foundation mm-hmm. of a foundation right in, in which you can you know uh, spring off of these uh, of ideas so yeah um yeah that's really interesting lots of problems very little solutions right now so <laughs> right. That's, that's cool <laughs> that's good <laughs> so. um i wanted to look at this article switch topics on a um this article that came out in the atlantic it's called let's declare a pandemic amnesty by emily oster um, and she says, we need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. Um, it's got a lot of buzz 
over the internet just because a lot of people were like, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that if you looked at the article or not. Yeah, I, I read about it almost like right as it came out. I was um, I was online and I, I saw it. Uh, so I read it a few days ago. Um, so since I, I've said this for a while. I don't really blame anybody for what they did in March 2020, April mm-hmm. 2020. It's like who who really knows? Yeah. Well, well, you know, there was mul- there were several times where I had like a 5 second like, "Oh my gosh, is this it?" Right. Like I thought, like, you know, when I was mm-hmm. packing up and right. leaving seminary, I was like, "Is is this the thing that yeah. kills 50% of the population?" Do I need to open my Patriot supply? <laughs> you know, yeah, it was like yeah. Yeah. and then and, you know, then it would go away. Yeah. And you know, I had fr- some friends who took it very seriously mm-hmm. and then backed off mm-hmm. and, and such like that. Um but this morning I saw uh, there's kind of... Um, Just to be clear, this is specifically about COVID. Yeah. Not like riots and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Like when you say what we did in 2020. Yeah. Is, is, okay. Yeah, okay. About yeah. lockdown. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah. No, no. Oh. Like, no, I'm going to blame those riots. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> okay. No, I mean like, yeah, if people were like, like I hey, wanted a like, pair of sneakers too, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> the Xbox um, X. Yeah. <laughs> No, right. No, I, no, yeah, I yeah, no, just like if people were like, hey, don't come over. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, right. And then change. But there's something else go- going around right now, a little quote on Instagram um, that I think kind of hits the, the area where people are getting mm-hmm. upset. And it's, it's this quote that says, um, they're not asking for forgiveness, they're publicly forgiving themselves. Right. Jeez. <laughs> and that's, wow. I think, what people are upset about. Mm-hmm. is it's it's this you know i was only trying to do the right thing right there's no real admission of i did something wrong because that's mm-hmm. part of asking for forgiveness yeah is i i did something wrong yeah right. it's more of no no i i had the best intentions mm-hmm. yes i said you shouldn't receive medical care if you're yeah. unvaccinated <laughs> right. but i had the best intentions <laughs> right, of saying right. that yeah and that yeah. that would not fly yeah now that's a, that's you know? a really good point that in order to ask for forgiveness, you have to admit that you're wrong. Right. Um, I actually didn't have a chance to look over the article. I, uh, you guys were we were discussing wrong. it. Um, oh no! But so in the article, did she was there an admission of wrongdoing? Uh, I mean, some of it. Some of it was like you know, we uh, advocated for the schools to be locked down, and then like a link to the studies that showed that that wasn't. The best idea. Okay. Like we now know that that's wrong. Yeah. Not like a hey, I'm so sorry for like calling everybody degenerate. Yeah. If they yeah. don't get the vaccine. Like that right. wasn't the right. The and I, I think mainly, it's the correct people are not saying that they're wrong. Right. The right mm. people. Yeah. Right. So, I'm sure Emily is a is a good woman. Yeah. But are you? Uh, how do you? I mean, do you trust her? Christian charity. (laughs) You know, it's like, sure, thanks, Emily. Yeah. Now do Dr. Fauci. Right. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, it's like, I I, like, yeah. I want to hear him say it. You know, I think other people want to hear, you know, these higher ups say it, but it it speaks to just a complete lack, I think, across the board, really, um, of humility and taking responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, like this is like, oh, well, what about Donald Trump? Yeah, Donald yeah. Trump is like the epitome yeah. of n- yeah. not having humility, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I, so that's why I say across the board. But there are very few people willing to just say, "We yeah. made a call. It was the wrong call." Right. I, you know, I, I did the wrong thing. Um. And now I'm asking for your forgiveness. Right. Yeah, it's just, but like the the like I. I don't think that's ever going to happen because like, the, the, no, the, the whole COVID situation was just so tied up in money in um, politics that to admit a wrongdoing is to like destroy institutions <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, uh, the stakes are so high that yeah. when you admit you're wrong, that means you're done. Yeah. Right. You know, like there's no second chances. Right. Um, and so is this, admit? is this desire for forgiveness to uh, like, is this desire to be forgiven one of just protecting your platform? Yeah, that's, that's the thing that's the where question. it's like, are you asking for forgiveness so that you can like 
try again with a different imposition about something yes. else next yes. year. Yeah, yes. when the like, next what, pandemic comes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like the next thing that happens, like we'll like we'll try again with our messaging. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is where like yeah. I wrote this for us to discuss because it's like, how do you? Is it okay to forgive and forget, or is that just a bullshit saying? Like yeah. I kind of think it's yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's on one hand, it's incredibly naive to just forget wholesale the wrongs that have been done to you like you just take a, a friendship or a relationship right you know if if a man cheats on his wife and says mm -hmm. can you forgive me i'll forgive and forget it's not that easy like the wounds are still yeah. there uh, the woman has to be you know uh on her game and like you know being yeah, what, what's a, yeah exactly so like wholesale forgetting no yeah I just feel like even, forgetting has such a bad rep. And, and I, I mean, think even, a lot, I think um, people use that with God, saying like, oh, God forgives and forgets. Yeah. It's like he forgives, he does not forget. I, yeah. I really do believe yeah. that. If you forgot, then like um, your sins wouldn't still cling to you. Yeah. You wouldn't be haunted by the things that you've done. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't, uh, like, you know, whenever you sin, you, you, you build up a habit right. of wrongdoing. Right. Yeah. That, that stuff wouldn't. Yeah. You know, be applicable to your life if, if God just forgets. I think of my own kids of just being like, of course I love my kids and I'm going to love them forever. And if they do wrongs, I'm not going to like forget that they did that. Like I got to remember. So yeah. that the next time they do it, I'm like, hey, like did you my not whole learn goal, from your mistakes? Yeah, it's like yeah. my whole goal for you is to, to be the best person. So yeah. I, I necessarily have to remember yeah. so that I train right. them to do or whatever. So it's like any relationship with somebody, you have to remember so that you can both like kind of ascend to the best ideals of yourself. So it's like yeah. institutions, like, yeah, we're not going to forget that these things happen. Do we go to jail, like prisons and be like, oh, forgive and forget, you know, go yeah, free. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forget. Depends. <laughs> Some people want that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. It's just not a practical way to live. Yeah. Um, I, forgiveness is not divorced from prudential judgment. Correct. You know, or, yeah, or yeah, prudential exactly. discernment. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, even love of your enemies. You don't yeah. have to invite your enemy into your house. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's not love of enemies. Right. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. Even, even love of enemies is supposed to be at least the interior disposition. Mm -hmm. and that's what St. Thomas right. says. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's at the very least an interior position to love all enemies in general. Right. right. You Wanting their good. Right. Um, but not, right. yeah, exactly. Because you said yeah. you can't, yeah. you can't love all your enemies in particular. Mm -hmm. That's that's not, not possible. Yeah. So you said it's a kind of a, a habitual disposition to want their good. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But that doesn't necessarily mean mm -hmm. that you come into my house. Right. Yeah. Like, don't you love Joe Biden as a Christian? Aren't you supposed to love everybody? I'm not saying Joe Biden is like my absolute enemy. <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. I'm just saying like whatever. It's like. Of course, I love him. I want the best for him. Yeah. Like as yeah. a Christian, that's what we're called to. It's like, but am I going to forget things that happened right. under his presidency? Exactly. No. Just because like I forgive him or love him doesn't mean I can like I should not think that he shouldn't be president right. or like he's not fit to run the country. Even right? like, like Trump, it's like I want the best for Trump. I love him in that sense, in the Christian sense. Yeah, yeah of course. But yeah. even even if he's on my quote unquote side of who I voted for, it's like. I'm still going to call out when things don't align with how I see how they should be run or whatever. It's yeah. like, yeah. you always make those distinctions. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Part that whole forget thing is just, it's Very nonsense. Odd. It's it's nonsense. Yeah. yeah. I, so. I, I think in the, in a like more Christian context, the forget is more uh, a detachment. Yeah. From the desire for vengeance. Right. And revenge. Sure. Right. 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 Which, you know, <laughs> you know, when I'm seeing all these articles, don't get me wrong, that like, you know, I, I get the desire for revenge is <laughs> very natural and yeah. very real. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, in a, in a certain, you know, in a fallen state, it's totally understandable right, why yeah. someone would want revenge. Anything that comes up in your favor, you want to throw at their face. Yeah, like exactly. I told you or whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and this is not something that you have to be taught. I mean, you know, Matt, you have children. Yeah. Like the sense of injustice yeah. and revenge right. of when something is Right. You know, you've wronged me. Uh -huh. Is real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but this is so. This is where kind of the Christian context yeah. is tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because detachment isn't forgetting, but it is a letting go. Mm -hmm. It's a, like yeah. saying, I'm not going yeah, to right. hold this over you. I'm mm -hmm. not going to remind you of it. Right. I'm not going to desire bad things for you and re revenge. Yeah. But I do remember. Um, yeah. I, I, part of the issue. 
think here is that so much of what happened was um, immaterial insofar as it's hard to restore. So people who lost their jobs could have their jobs restored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people who were generally vilified. Yeah. Right. You know, their reputations destroyed. And yeah. yeah. I have a yeah. friend. Um, uh, w- w- there was a woman who went to a coffee shop without a mask on, uh-huh. I think in like 2021. And she was put all over the internet. You know, they filmed her. And he said, that was actually down the street from me. Oh, well. In, and so you think of the people who were docs, the people who, you know, humiliated online. Mm-hmm. Where's the justice? Right. And yeah. that that's where it's, it, that's yeah. that's where it becomes tricky, mm-hmm. um, because you know in, in Catholic understanding of sin, there's two two punishments, right? You know, you have the temporal and the eternal. So it's like, um, you know, when you go to confession, you're forgiven, you're saying you're sorry, but you guys still have to make it up. So it's like if you you're playing catch and you throw a baseball through a window, right. and it breaks, mm-hmm. you can go and tell the person, "I'm sorry, I broke your yeah. window." But the window is still broken, right. so yeah. it needs to be restored. Right. But that's again for so, so we many, have baseball amnesty. Well, right, right, <laughs> no. yeah, exactly. For yeah. so many people, it's like, well, where's my restitution? Yeah. Right. right. And if you lost your job, again, maybe it works. Right, yeah. But if it's mm-hmm. just kind of this nebulous, like, yeah, I just think you shouldn't exist. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, where's the justice? I yeah. feel like um, forgiveness um, on our part, at least, is intrinsically tied to justice. Where, you know, you've wronged me, and now you should get what is due to you. Right, yeah. But when you say, I forgive you, you are, like you said, you're letting go of, you're, what you're letting go of is your ability to dole out justice. Mm. And say, well, right. justice will come to you, but not on by my hands, right? And, and in that mm. sense, you show mercy. Right. Mm. And saying, like, I'm not going to um, try to, like, um, you know, put your action on a balance Right and and you know figure out what I could do to you so that you so that right. everything could be equal. Yeah. Um. You let go of that sense of mm-hmm. justice at least on your part. Right. Um. But that person still has to again like it, it, it that just doesn't disappear into the nebula. Right. Like there's a sense of still it's gonna stick with you. Your wrongs you know mm-hmm. affect you existentially. You know no no man right. no man can just it, it's like Raskolnikov in um uh-huh. you know crime and punishment. Right. His sins while he got away with it. Right, mm-hmm. um, it still clung to him, and he couldn't forget them. Right, so right. yeah, yeah. I, I think there is a real fear that it will happen again. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So you, yeah, you yeah, made right. this point, Matt. Right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's, I I think among the many issues that people have with this article and articles like it is that it comes off as not authentic or or right. genuine. Right. Like you're just, just waiting for another. Just because we can't, just because you are shown with your like hands dirty doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to do that again. Right. It's like, you know, what we want to know in terms of the forgiving is like, do you know under what state of mind you were in to be able to say these things or to to push this ideology or whatever? So it's like, how do we know that that is being revived as Mm -hmm. opposed to like, oh, we got caught red-handed, so sorry, my bad. We'll come back and try in a decade. It's like... I don't. I don't really think that's worthy of forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, even on yeah. like a broader, like history level, it's like those who for, forget history or tend to repeat it. It's like you know. Yeah. Obviously, this is not the same thing as Nazi Germany, but it's like World War Two, whatever. It's like, are we going to forget these things? Yeah. You don't want to forget that stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Does a doc like a, does a surgeon who messes up during a surgery, like you know, <laughs> like my bad. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, just forget. Just yeah. forgive and forget. It's like no, like. Anybody in their right mind would say, like, his license to practice medicine should be revoked. Yeah. Um, we can forgive him, but you're not going to operate <laughs> on another, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else again. Or you shouldn't. Yeah. It also so. kind of dispels of, like, the proper place of hierarchy, too. Because it's like, if you love your enemy, you know, no, <clears throat> with no barriers, and you let them into your house, then, like, th- that's a danger to your family, who you should also yeah. love. So yeah. it's like what, you know, now you have like things that... Contradicting loves. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, how do you fit all those things in? It's like, well, I, I love my enemy, but I'm also, I also love this. I need to protect it. It's like, this is the idea of protection of like, how, how does all that fit? <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's a distinction in, in neighbor when it comes to love of neighbor <laughs> slash love of, love of enemy yeah. is you're, you're more obligated to love those in closer proximity to you. Mm. So your family right. would take precedence over... And any, you know, anybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. 
That's really interesting. In that, in that case. Yeah. 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 I, it's, <laughs> there's so much to say. <laughs> um, you know, I think another one was uh, this idea of, well, we were just trying to do the morally right thing. Mm-hmm. We were just trying to do the right thing. Yep. Um, that doesn't make it a morally good act, though. Well, just right. Because but, your intention is right. like the road but, to hell is paved with good intention. It, well, exactly. Right, right. But the thing yeah. is, is it, that, that that was the same logic as people on the opposite side. Right. You know, I think the right thing to do is get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I think the right thing to do is for me is to not get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, one of those options was seen as morally correct. Mm-hmm. And the other was deviant right. and a danger. It wasn't right. just like, well, everyone was just kind of in the dark and they, everyone, right. they're, they're just trying right, their right. best. Yeah. And it, we're not, we're not, this is not a conversation of like, oh, sorry, like my opinion versus your opinion. It's like the real issue that the right took was that they were, that the left was imposing these things. Well, right. You know what I'm saying? And like, while, the while people now can, you know, look back and say, well, we were in the dark. While we were in that moment, the left didn't really treat it like we were in the dark. Right. It, it was like, this yeah. is very yeah. clear what's going yeah, on, yeah. you know? Right. So that's an issue. <laughs> so Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's actually very true. There was no, no, it, that was the the saying. Trust, trust the trust yeah, the science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, you don't believe in science. You're right. You don't like, believe in on, science. Trust the science. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. it, yeah. which was a clear, uh, you know, science was another way to say it was objective truth. Right? There's nothing more objective than science. Right. So right. This is what the science yeah. is saying. I mean, you want to talk. You want to talk about putting your faith in something like that was <laughs> right. that was like a like a quintessence. Like that's a perfect example of. Like people putting their faith in what's unknown, yeah. You know, like oh no, but science is object. Like yeah, but you don't know the science, right? You, know? you don't know the actual <laughs> yeah, yeah. science, uh-huh. right? So you're just that's like it's the same thing as saying just trust God, yeah. Just trust the science, you know, placeholder for some absolute yeah. truth. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. As as I get older, and just kind of go through life, especially with what happened in 2020, just growing up as an adult. You sound like you're like 80 years old. I know. I'm 30. <laughs> 30. <laughs> um, but, you know, having a bunch of kids, like interacting with multiple people, having sure. to have relationships and struggle with that, um, becoming an adult, reconciling with what your parents brought you up with. You really understand, at least for me, understanding the value of pity. You know, it's like mm. understanding that to forgive someone, but then not to forget really looks like pity. You know, like you can, there's a place that you can move that it's like, I don't actually hold this. It's not bothering me at night that I was wronged this way, but I move with pity for you because I do love you. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, whether it's someone you love or somebody you hate, I feel like pity is the right virtue to cultivate. Interesting. And this type of like, uh, how do we forgive, but then, you know, be vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. Having compassion, like understanding Compassion, like meaning like suffering with them, like understanding yeah, really. their yeah, yeah. position, yeah. Mm-hmm. being sympathetic to their emotions right. and yeah. their feelings. It's just, um, I mean, it must be tough, you know, living under a state of fear, under kind of like, you know, a quasi-eatable complex of wanting to control society in this way. Yeah. And then something like COVID happening and you're just like inundated with an, an anxiety and you're trying to create an in and out group of people. And like, I'm moved with compassion for those people who are suffering through that. Yeah but I'm not going to forget that that's who they are, you know? So it's like, I, <laughs> right, I move right. with pity for those people, but I'm not, it's, I'm not going to be naive and assume yeah. that that's not how they're going to act or that's how they are in other, other situations. Well, and, and I think, it was just to be clear, like, you know, when those people are making decisions for the country, yeah, um, right. that's where you especially yeah. don't forget it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm reminded with, um, you know, pity. I was immediately reminded um, of Frodo and Gollum. Like that dynamic, mm. yeah. Um, you know, he, he tells Sam's like, looking at him now, I do pity him, right? And, he, and well, and what preceded that was when he said, you know, maybe Bilbo should have killed him. Mm-hmm. He's like, but looking at him now, I right, do right. pity him. Yeah. And like that, and like that goes back to our whole idea is that like, by the order of justice, yeah, Gollum probably deserved to die. Yeah, like right. that was what was yeah. due to him. That's what Gandalf says. Yeah. Frodo, yeah. Um, he's like, but are you the arbiter of life and death? Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's what I think it means to forgive. It's like right. I'm not going to even dare touch the order of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I am. Yep. I'm too small of a man yeah. to actually say you deserve to die. Yeah. You deserve to live. I never thought about that, but that is a microcosm of the whole story of Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, tied yeah. back to our original conversation about freedom of speech. Yeah. It's like it is the giving of that power to delve 
like to deal out justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's exactly what that, it is. That is Christian forgiveness and detachment, and uh, let kind of this letting go yeah. is you realize it is not your place to exact vengeance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. and then that letting go led Frodo to complete his mission. Right. Um, it was that. It was that. Joseph Pierce would interpret it in, in a very um, strict sense of like a, a Catholic perspective of grace. Uh-huh, um, right. But I think there's something to that. It's yep. like in letting go, not being the arbiter of life and death, mm-hmm. you can then let true justice right. reign. Right. Uh, and then the ring is able to be destroyed. Right. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, like, I mean, back to the freedom of speech thing, it's like, you know, if we truly believe that truth is on our side, we should let speech have its way. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have debate and such, but it's like we shouldn't we shouldn't fear truth or fear speech as if it's going to be a contradiction to our worldview because no, right. in our worldview it is coherent. Yeah. And so like ultimately that will reign um if we let those things play out and not have uh independent things in the way yeah. that are kind of trying to stop that. Yeah. And when we talk about you know, uh, and maybe this was more pertinent when we were talking about freedom of speech, but when we talk about freedom specifically we always have to remember that freedom is always aimed towards a good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, we don't believe in autonomy of speech. Right. We believe in freedom of speech. Right. Which means that it is aimed towards some good. Mm. Um, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, that's good. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's aimed towards the, yeah, the, the good of truth and that the truth will prevail. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, to maybe finish up here with, a quote from one of my favorite philosophers. Um, Aristotle? Uh, this is from AOC. Oh, oh. yes. Um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my second favorite. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> one of the greatest philosophers of the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> this is an old quote, and I've said it before, but I, I really do. I think it encapsulates the issue of truth yeah. and uh, what was going on even with COVID. Uh, right. She said in an, in an interview... There's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. Yeah. <laughs> in response to criticism that she's made factual errors. And so mm. that, yeah. that, that I think, encapsulates both of our, both the discussions we yeah. had about, about COVID and about um, uh, Twitter. Because there were, I mean, there were people who kind of openly admitted during COVID, it's like, well, maybe social distancing works, maybe mass works, but it doesn't really matter right. in a sense. It's, yeah. it's, right. it's the morally right thing mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. That was the push. Yeah. And I, I know the, um, the, uh, Emily in her article, I should probably call her Miss, Miss Oster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, cause I don't know her, but, um, because she, she kind of made that like, well, you know, people who got it right, got it right by luck. Right, mm. as if yeah. there was no mm-hmm. nobody had any reason to be opposed yep. to certain things. It was just luck. Yep. And those who got it wrong, it wasn't a moral failure. It mm-hmm. was you know you were trying your best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was it was about being a part of the morally correct narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that undermines people's ability to see the truth. Yep. Is that they would rather be morally right? You know, I'm with the narrative. I'm, I'm right. with the I'm with the greater group. Yeah. Well, to even suggest that those two things are separate. Oh, well, yeah, that's um, a great point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, morality is based on truth. <laughs> so right. um, I don't know where that division is coming from. But again, that goes back to my point is like, can we even trust people to now um, parse out these problems given an equal playing field? Yeah. Um, like you say one thing, now another thing is said. Can people actually discern what's right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, no, well, I feel, no, no, like, yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Yeah, to trigger the uh, atheists, the answer is religion. Um, so we'll, <laughs> oh, well, there it is. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll stop jump. there, though. Um, basicallyrelated.com to sign up for our AMAs. I'm Matt Hylam on all social media and Lee's Coach Lee. Thanks, guys. Yeah.